what you said is spot on. I think fishing um, is an ends to a means. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a kind of a primal activity that speaks to all of us. Uh, and, and when you're out on the ocean, when you're at the shore, it's just a different feeling. It, it is it, the camaraderie. It's um, working toward a common goal, right? I mean, we're, we all all trying to catch fish, but it, 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 I think people drop their guard a little bit. It's comfortable. It's uh, you know, Patrick said it's you know, kind of helps with your soul a little bit, um, and it allows people to develop more. It allows people to get to know one another. Um, the conversations seem to flow a little bit easier when you're on the water. But but it, and in the end, it's just the commonality. It, you know, we all you know, fishing is very much a community just like the veterans had while they served. What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Along the Keel, a podcast dedicated to the brands that are being built outside. My name is Captain Zach and in today's episode, a very special episode of the podcast, I get to talk with the guys from Operation Real Heroes, a nonprofit organization that aims to take veterans out fishing off the coast of Long Island and Cape Cod. It was a real pleasure being able to sit down with Brian, Arthur, and Patrick, the founders of Operation Real Heroes, and pick their brains and talk to them about what it means to be able to take these guys out fishing and, you know, kind of the ins and outs of how they got started. So, you know, with that and being able to talk with these guys, and it really just kind of gives you perspective. So if you're kind of moping around today, if you're looking for a little bit of an attitude change, listen to this episode. I'll tell you what. It definitely gives you some perspective as to what's important and what it means to help someone else. So with that, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, leave us a review, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Along the Keel. Brian, Art, and Pat, you guys are the founders of Operation Real Heroes, and it's really great to be able to have you guys here to talk more about the organization and kind of the backstory and where it's going. It seems to me like it's been a very grassroots organization that started with you guys cultivating a group of captains around the Cape and in Massachusetts. And now with Pat being involved, it's kind of merged down to Long Island. You know, this started in 2015, and I know there's got to be a pretty good story behind it. So, Brian, why don't you kick us off and, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got involved into Operation Real Heroes, because, you know, obviously you have to have some sort of interest in fishing as well. So kind of give us the background uh, about you, you know, where did it all start for you? Sure. So, you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, this is Art's idea. You know, he's been, he's been fishing on the tape you know, for years. Um, we've been kind of just recreational fishermen going out, you know, the weekend with the boys. Um, and then he had a passion and got connected to some veterans. And, you know, the first year, um, you know, we just wanted to take out a couple of guys, right? Get a couple of captains and take out some veterans. Um, and the interest exploded from day one, right? And that's a credit to AJ, to, you know, his networking ability on the case, which is you know, three hours away from his home. Um, and then it just snowballed, right? I mean, word of mouth. Uh, really set this off you know a couple of captains got connected they told a couple of buddies um in that first year we had about 20 or 25 people and then uh you know the wounded warrior uh project really helps right that's where that's the main connection to the veterans um, so they kind of vet all the participants um but really you know the credit to you know aj for kind of networking uh within the marina within wounded warriors um you know 
people like Patrick, you know, a, a one in a million kind of guy comes along uh, as a captain and a college student. Um, and is the, you know, one of the best things to happen to Operation Real Heroes and allow us to expand to Long Island. Yeah, absolutely. And now when you were growing up, you grew up in Western Mass. Were you always hunting, fishing, being outside and kind of doing that whole thing? Like, where did this kind of passion for fishing eventually lead you into Operation Real Heroes? Where did this all start for you? For, you know, for me, you know, I'm the probably least outdoors guy on, on a uh, call. And I just fished in ponds and hung out. Um, and really, it was kind of my relationship uh, with AJ, who I've known you know, all my life. And I would just kind of tag along to you know, the, the majestic waters of Cape Cod. Um, and it's a whole different life out there. It's, you know, it really did start off as kind of camaraderie and just connecting with friends. Um, so you know, the three of us all enjoy fishing and we enjoy you know, spending time with one another. Um, but then the real heroes pieces, I think, is completely different. Right. I think I, I won't speak for these guys, but, you know, fishing is almost secondary. Um, so, you know, our, our passion and our hobbies, really AJ's passion and, and hobby uh, is infectious. And, it, and I know it kind of got me and a couple of the guys from from Western Mass. Right? It's actually pretty surprising that there's you know, probably five or seven boats that come from Berkshire County. out. To the um, so, yeah, I really like the, you know, credit to uh, you know, AJ and the Pittsfield guys for you know, being passionate about something and, and passing it along. So that, that was kind of my origin story for this. Now, Art, where did you get involved with this? And being the guy that kind of founded the whole thing and it, it being your idea, um, where did this stem from? You also grew up in Western Mass, and, you know, that's nowhere near the, near the coast. So, you know, community to the coastline obviously indicates that you were probably going fishing off of Cape Cod during the summers. Yeah, so like I said, you know, I, I've, I've been on the Cape for a long time, um, and we, it was kind of uh, six years, seven years ago, we were all kind of sitting around a campfire and going, well, you know what, why don't we uh, take some veterans fishing? And we originally started to kind of kick it around and think, well, let's just take some local people and, you know, we'll get a couple of buddies that have a couple of boats together and just kind of go out and go fishing. Um, and then, like Brian said, it kind of snowballed into a, a little bit more a uh, bigger event than we ever imagined. Um, and, you know, one guy led to another. And then before you know it, we have a waiting list of boats that want to, that want to be involved with us. Um, so for us, it was easy. Cause it was just, you know, you know, easy for us to uh, just give a weekend or give a day or give whatever we needed to do to make the event happen. And uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. So it's, uh, it, it kind of just uh, was just a little campfire thought that we had and kind of turned into what we got now today. You know, it's kind of funny how a lot of things, you know, kind of start around a campfire. It's it's often that you'll hear that story, and I think it's because campfires are pretty primal, right? The creation of a fire, you sit around it with your buddies, you know, you kind of shoot the shit, and that's kind of where great ideas stem from. You know, in a recent episode, these guys from Turtlebox, who created an outdoor speaker, that's kind of how they got their start as well. And Art, I'm assuming that you kind of grew up, you know, hunting and fishing. And I, you know, before we started this Zoom meeting, you had a uh, a big old bear in the background. So, what's his name? Uh, so that was Jesse, uh, the big one on the on the right. Uh, the one on the left there, the skull, is uh, Midnight. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of you know, always grew up uh, hunting and fishing. Um, and uh, you know, it just it kind of started off. You know, obviously we're we're three hours from the coast and started off just as a 
a local hobby on the kind of on the lake and then turned into uh i actually originally started off at the cape on jet skis uh when i was like 14 15 years old and then that turned into a you know a, a bow rider and then a cuddy cabin and then you know it all snowballed from there um so it's it's a little bit of a commute for us but it's kind of like second nature uh going to the cape now so it's uh it's, it's a fun time now, before we kind of get into the the nuts and bolts and the back end and, and how everything kind of works at Operational Heroes, and also I want to touch upon some of the stories, we also have Pat here from uh, Operational Heroes Long Island. And uh, so how did, you get, how did you get involved into this, Pat? So my involvement started in 2016. Um, rewind from that a little bit. I was a student at Mass Maritime. I was in the captain's license class, which was an extracurricular deal after school where Local civilians were taking captain's license class, whether run a six-pack charter or start their own whale, whale tours or whatever it was. There's a gentleman there who I friended on Facebook after the class. And in the spring of 2015, I saw he had put some posts online of pictures taking a bunch of veterans out on his boat fishing. And it kind of caught my eye. I reached out. I said, hey, you know, how did you get involved with this? Is this a local event? Is this something that's happening again next year? How can I get involved? I want to help. Fishing's always been a passion of mine and then helping other people just let the fire in my belly to twine want, want to do something. Um, so he gave me the information for Arthur. I was driving back up to school on a Sunday afternoon. I cold called him and said, hey, listen, you know, I'm a cadet at Mass Maritime. I don't know what exactly I could offer. I don't have a boat, but I do live up on Cape Cod and, you know, being a cadet at Mass Maritime, have access to possibly getting some boats through them. So if I were able to get one, would I be able to participate? Arthur's just the type of guy you call for the first time ever, and it's easy to hit it off with him, you know. Brian kind of touched upon it earlier of using arts resources, but it's so true of just the general nature of him of being able to contact somebody and have a conversation for 45 minutes that you've never talked to kind of speaks to who he is as an individual and how he started all this. Um, but yeah, I was able to contact school. I was able to go through them to utilize some of the boats that Mass Maritime owns, operates and maintains for that use. So they tossed me the keys to a 28 foot Mako and um, shout out to the boatyard board at Mass Maritime who made it all happen. And we had an awesome weekend taking people fishing. So that was my first involvement with it. And it's kind of just spiraled from there. And we've had a blast with it, you know, taking, taking guys out on the water and doing what we love on a daily basis, which would be fishing and boating. And then having other people who might not have that experience or have that exposure every weekend, or maybe even once or twice a year to be able to show them a good time that way is really, um, truly enlightening. It's something that I took a lot of pride in and sort of the, that like euphoric high that my friends and I had who were involved with it in that first day basically hooked us. I mean, hook, line, and sinker, we were in. We wanted to do it for years to come and hopefully do more good in the future. And yeah, it's just continued to spiral and snowball like uh, like Brian had mentioned in a positive way since then. Yeah, absolutely. And when this whole thing kind of got started in the beginning stages, um, Brian, you got involved as well. So what was it like uh, during the very beginning days of Operational Heroes? I mean, you have a boat. And you have this idea and you want to bring veterans out fishing and get them involved and, and just show them a good time. But there's got to be some sort of catalyst to this, right? I mean, there's got to be this moment. So starting in 2015, what were kind of the first steps in creating Operational Heroes? Yeah, so, uh, you know, like you said, I had a boat and we decided to kind of, you know, take some people fishing. You know, our, our original plan was is to take some local people. Um, and then it kind of snowballed a little bit more once some other people started hearing about it. And then we kind of figured, okay, well, we've got too much going on here to kind of do this solely and logistically wise to get the veterans. Cause we know some veterans, but we don't necessarily know we have enough veterans. 
Um, so that's when we reached out to Wounded Warrior Project, um, and they immediately got right back to me, and we're we're all on board and, and have been our uh, our our. our uh, partners from the get-go um, so what they did for us is they kind of took the the veteran side out of the equation for us so you know i pretty much was able to get the boats lined up um, our original plan was we were just going to do just everybody's going to go fishing kind of a deal and after talking to Wounded warrior project and whatnot it kind of transpired into a, a full weekend event um, where they decided to sign on with us and then have the veterans come in for the weekend and what uh, our, our original vision of just doing a fishing trip kind of turned into a meet and greet and then a banquet. Um, so, you know, without them, we probably wouldn't be able to do what we're doing today as well. Um, and the captains make it that much easier, too, for me. You know, they were pretty much at my beck and call on whatever I needed them to do or needed them to where to be at, so on and so forth. Um, so they make it just as easy for me to run the event as Wood Warrior Project does as well. So a lot of this has to do with the Wounded Warrior Project and getting vets integrated into Operational Heroes. Um, but is it kind of you guys are getting the boats, you're collecting the captains, and you're just like, hey, you got a boat, you're a captain, let's make this work. How is this all getting implemented? Is this mostly charter captains and commercial guys, or is this also recreational boaters as well? Like, how does all this kind of play into creating the community aspect of Operation or Heroes that I had the great fortune to talk with Pat earlier and, and kind of understand how you guys operate? It sounds to me like you guys really bring together an entire community to kind of get behind you and these veterans. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the, the first year was kind of a collectible group of, you know, people that kind of knew each other. Um, and then the word kind of got out there and then somebody, you know, from further away wanted to come. Um, and we try to make it as easy as possible for boats that are coming from further away. Um, cause we do run out of one port only just for logistics purposes. Um, so yeah, kind of, you know, I would say majority of the people, um, kind of know each other. We all kind of know each other now, obviously, but we kind of first started off with everybody, you know, a group of two people knew each other and then another group of two people. And then kind of everybody kind of came together after that. And it's kind of come to a point now where um, these guys, it makes their summer, you know, one, it starts to usually for us kick off the summer in, in early June. Um, and it's kind of, you know, these guys are looking forward to it every year. Um, they're looking forward to coming back. So it's not, you know, it's not only a, a good thing that we're doing and taking the veterans out. It's also um, very enjoyable for the captains um, just to spend the weekend. You know, we get to, we've got a, a group of, of captains and boats that are now, um, almost like family, you know, we, we all kind of talk on a, on a regular basis and, uh, it's nice to see each other, you know, from afar and, and, and from near. Um, but it's, it's a great, great group of people that we got. That's incredible. And for you guys to be able to create a community, you know, really on the docks and during the beginning stages, what sounds to be mostly word of mouth, right. Is going around to different marinas, BSing with everyone and kind of just being fishermen, right? And that's what this seems to have started like around this this bonfire mentality where, you know, in our case, it's, you know, tossing lines and drinking beer and hanging out on the docks and just shooting the shit. But at some point, you know, people started asking like, hey, we got this population of people, these, these veterans who are, you know, wounded both mentally and, and physically in some cases too. Um, how can we help them? So, Brian, can you kind of speak to that aspect and the actual process of helping a wounded veteran get through whatever they're dealing with? 
because at the end of the day, you know, this really is a sort of healing process, you know, if you will, by going out, being on the water and, and going fishing. You know, we wanted to help out, you know, veterans and it, the, the more we got involved, I think the deeper the relationships became, right? So I know for Art, Patrick and myself, it was to, you know, acknowledge what veterans have given, uh, you know, to this country, to our lives. Um, and if we could just give them a weekend to not think about it, I think uh, there's a lot of crossover with people who serve in kind of the outdoors uh, lifestyle, fishing and hunting. Um, and we just wanted to, you know, give back a little bit and provide a, an outlet. Um, like a lot of community service type events like this, you know, we realized that the three of us and the captains and everyone else probably get more out of it than the veterans, right? I mean, uh, we really both receive quite a bit. I mean, I know my perspective has changed in general. You know, as a person participating in this, it makes all of us better. Um, the, you know, fishing captains and veterans and the people that are surrounded by them are truly salt of the earth people, right? I mean, I think you hear that all the time. Uh, we live it. I mean, it is, they're so appreciative. It, it makes it so much easier uh, to go the extra mile. And I think, you know, uh, art is really good at that with the uh, details and making sure it is a full weekend experience, right? It's not just the jump on a boat, fish, and then see you later. You know, we, we try to take care of them all weekend. It really is uh, a 360 degree experience for all those involved. And, um, you know, AJ touched on it a little bit, uh, but the relationships have, I mean, exploded, uh, right? From kind of Facebook friends to, I know AJ has been to a couple of the veterans weddings. Um, you know, we, we talk to these people pretty often. I mean, it, it is just a part of our fabric now. Um, so it, it's nice when you attend to give an experience, then you end up receiving uh, the better part of other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Has there been a certain situation that you guys um, experienced yet? You know, something that might stick out in your head as to, man, like, this is why I'm here. This is, this is why I'm, you know, a part of Operation Real Heroes. And it, it might be a veteran, it might be a particular moment or even a weekend that, you know, kind of sticks out for you. I mean, I'll just uh, I'll go quick first. Um, you know, we try to make it casual and all about fishing and getting to know uh, the veterans and their guests. And I know uh, at least on two of the occasions, at the end of the day, you know, Art will kind of just troll down the river a little bit and it gets a little more relaxed and, you know, it gets a little more social. And hearing their personal stories of why they chose to serve, what their experience was, um, what prompted them to get involved in the Wounded Warrior Project, um, is the difference maker for me. Those, I mean, I can remember those conversations like they happened yesterday, um, of really getting to the core of who these people are and, and, and why they make the decisions they do is an extremely humbling experience. It makes all of us want to come back more. Um, you know, the fishing is fun and the drinking beers and all that stuff, but it's really that conversation and getting to know um, the core of who these people are. Uh, it makes it all worth it. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And now in art, is there a, uh, person place, you know, experience that kind of sticks out to you as well? So, so I would say probably our first year doing it. Um, none of us knew what to expect. None of us knew how this was going to go. Um, we got matched up with our veteran and we met our gentleman, um, that his name's Don 
And he came on the boat and he was uh, a very, it was him and his wife. They were extremely quiet, quiet people. Um, they absolutely loved the fishing side of it. But I would say for that day of fishing, probably 10 words were said throughout the day. And we heard some story from him, but, not, you know, didn't really get that in depth with him. Um, and as the day went on and the banquet went on, you know, we got into to a little bit more deeper conversation with him. Um, and then he really started opening up after that. Um, following the event, I stayed in touch with him very often. Um, he's become one of my uh, close friends now. I've actually sold him a boat. He actually re he was actually in the event last year, um, running his own boat in the event, um, which was kind of cool. So it kind of came around three you know three sixty in, in full circle, and uh, he completely from from the year that we met him to the to now is a completely different man um he's a, a guy that'll sit around and tell you a joke now um he's a guy that's very passionate about um you know fishing as well as as veterans and, and whatnot um so that that was probably the best thing that probably could have ever happened to any of us and uh, he's very he's very well known in in our our our, our real heroes community now as well um and he he probably set up the whole entire event for future years um, just by meeting him that first day because we saw the transition over the years of how he's he's transpired and that's pretty much the reason why we do it um, and, and we you know he says a lot of it has to do with us and we say well that was you know a, a very nice compliment but all we do is go fishing open an ear and uh, hopefully gain a friend out of it kind of a deal um, so that kind of turned yeah. out to be, you know, the, the pinnacle of our event. And I think that probably really set it off from there. Yeah, no, that's pretty profound. And, you know, being able to have that type of relationship with a veteran and, you know, kind of secure that moment is, uh, is pretty incredible. And, and now Pat, you're kind of the younger guy in the group, right? I mean, you and I are the same, well, roughly the same age. And, uh, can you kind of explain how you got involved and being in Long Island and, and kind of spinning this off and what kind of experience that you have had um, getting to know the veterans and getting involved and really connecting with these guys as you know, and again, helping them through their healing process and taking them out and fishing and showing, uh, showing them a good time in New York. As far as taking it full circle, I had the opportunity in my first year to be a straight up captain and just run the boat and not necessarily coordinate much on the um, first year that I was involved with it and taking those veterans out and having them at the end of the day turn to you and say, you know, you provided us with something that we haven't had in years or months, um, that peace and serenity that we find in the ocean. Also, they found in the ocean that day, which I think was very, very cool for us to provide what we enjoy doing to them. Um, and that was the hook, line and sinker for me in order to come back the following year and then year after that and year after that. But um, taking that relationship that I had made with those gentlemen on that first morning and turning it into now being able to provide it to more people down on Long Island has been incredible. And when captains come to you the day of the, you know, our first year was 2019. So we have only done this one time and a lot of people didn't know what to expect because our captain population and mate population down here had never heard of real heroes. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't really know me very much. They didn't really know my girlfriend very much. So they entrusted us to provide a cool event and have people on their boat and whatnot. And to the, the after the event to have those guys who, run charter boats or professional captains in the industry day in and day out turn to you and say, you know, 
the night before last, I was the most nervous to have people on a boat that I've ever been, not from a safety standpoint or anything like that, but I wanted to show these guys a good time. You know, they deserve the best from me and from my mate and from what we could provide them for a fishing community. Um, in our first year, we locked out the fishing was lights out. Guys were catching huge fluke. The striped bass fishing was unreal. A lot of boats limited out. You know, it was a mixed bag of everything. And the smiles in everybody's face at the end of the day when you bend the rod is awesome. And we often like to say, you don't have to go out and catch a, you know, 300 pound bluefin tuna with these guys. This is all, mostly inshore fishing. We have some guys that run offshore, but a sea robin or a porgy or a small sea bass or anything to these guys and putting a bend in the rod is incredible. And to kind of follow up and get back to your question with it, to see the relationships that are built throughout that day and then have the follow-up similar to like what Don had mentioned or what Arthur mentioned regarding Don. We now have captains that are inviting these people who, from out of state to their home. Recently, I received a phone call from a gentleman. He is veteran and his son live out of state. They were coming to Long Island to for, for work purposes and they made a weekend out of it. They stayed at the captain's home, him and his wife wine and dine them. They stayed overnight. They sat at the fire pit and drank a couple of beers and hang out and now they're friends. And to sort of share that and be a part of it and provide that to both the captain and mate side of things, as well as the veterans who are so deserving of all of this, really to me is what's extremely important and what I cherish in, in making this all happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I kind of want to put something out there that I think we can probably all agree on. And and that that's um, the the idea that, you know, there's something special about being out in the water and, and going fishing and smelling the salt and being in the air and just out in the sun, right? It's um, not necessarily fishing that you guys are talking about that is creating this this healing process, but, you know, it's, it's really that moment of solace and peace that we can all kind of agree on and that we all know and love, right? It's that feeling of being out on the ocean, out on the water and you know, obviously a boat definitely helps out, right? But you can do this anywhere. You can do it on a kayak, you know, in, in a on the beach, right? It's this it's this therapy that I think, you know, Arthur, Pat, you know, Brian, myself, we can all kind of agree. So, you know, well, Brian, what's kind of your take on that and in, in how it's kind of led veterans into this, you know, kind of a outdoor therapy session, if you will? I mean, we're barely fishing. We, we, can't, we can't even catch fish. Um, we just go for a cruise. Uh, no, I think, yeah, you know, what you said is spot on. I think fishing um, is an ends to a means. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a kind of a primal activity that speaks to all of us. Uh, and, and when you're out on the ocean, when you're at the shore, it's just a different feeling. It, it is it's the camaraderie. It's um, working toward a common goal, right? I mean, we're, we all all trying to catch fish, but it, it, I think people drop their guard a little bit. It's comfortable. It's uh, you know, Patrick said it's you know, kind of helps with your soul a little bit, um, and it allows people to develop more. It allows people to get to know one another. Um, the conversations seem to flow a little bit easier when you're on the water. But but it, and in the end, it's just the commonality. It, you know, we all you know, fishing is very much a community just like the veterans had while they served. Uh, and it, it, those are two things that kind of intrinsically connect. And um, it's impressive. It never ceases uh, to amaze me that every time we take someone out, um, it, it's the conversations around a various topic and people just get more comfortable. And a lot of that, you know, again, credit to, you know, AJ and Patrick and the captains who, 
um, buy into it and, and have the personality, right? I think a lot of the credit for this event is to the people who are in it and the personalities allow them uh, to make people comfortable. And the veterans that, you know, don't care if they catch fish. I mean, I really think they're there, they're there for the experience. They're there to forget about life. And, you know, we can provide that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. In that brief moment of silence and peace, guys are really, you know, taking these guys out for, you know, a, a weekend. And Art, do you mind walking us through uh, as to what that weekend might look like? You know, so they, they show up to the boat, they, you know, get maybe a goodie bag of some sorts, and then they kind of go about their way. But like, what does this look like? What is the process of being a veteran and being a part of Operation Real Heroes? Yeah, so there's a lot of logistics and planning involved. You know, luckily, Brian's and a big help on my side on that, as well as Patrick, um, and then down in Long Island summer as well. Um, but it's it's a, 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 a project that starts pretty much now. Um, in the next week or two, I'll start, well, hopefully we'll be, you know, doing the event as normal this year, but we will see. Uh, we'll, we'll be signing up boats probably in the next week or two. Um, and then yeah. we will have our list. And then we start to logically, you know, get our, our, our venues set up. Um, what we do is we have the veterans come in on Friday night. They uh, come in and they do a meet and greet with their captains. They get shirts. They get, you know, a, a captain's bag. Um, they get uh, some some gifts and stuff. And then we come in. They sit down with their captain. They have dinner. We kind of go over what the process is going to be for the next day on fishing. We put them up in a hotel right next door to the uh, the venue that we do it at. And uh, Saturday morning, we get up bright and early. <clears throat> we load everybody up, which is logistically a challenge. As Like I said, we're running out of one port, so we're running out of a marina as well as a, a public dock with some guys that launch um, from out of the area. Brian does a great job in, in getting everybody on the boats um, as I kind of get my my veterans uh, you know, on the boat, and then we'll kind of just meet Brian out there. What we do is we go out to the mile marker on uh, uh, Nantucket Sound, and then we all 50 boats will sit there in a in a in a pretty much a, a, a group. We'll play the national anthem over the uh, VHF radio. Um, one year we had a flyby by a Hilo, which was pretty cool, and the uh, veterans dug that pretty good. Um, which is a pretty cool cool event to see from the start because you'll have Seato out there, you'll have towboat, the Coast Guard will be involved just to be there to to give their support. The environmental police will be there, the harbor masters. So you'll see, you know, this big group of boats and uh, they'll uh, <clears throat> sit there, we'll do the national anthem, and then we'll call lines in and that's when the fun starts. You know, guys get chippy on the radio, even though we don't make it a competition of sort. We do do a little bit of a trophy um, slash uh, gift for the veteran, um, whoever gets biggest black sea bass, so on and so forth. Um, lines lines go in, and that first fish is always the, the the quickest fish I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how these guys are doing it, but somehow or another, somebody's catching it within the first two seconds. Um, and then we kind of then the kind of the boats split up and they go their way. It's almost like a big uh, sailfish tournament where you'll see. 50 boats going all different ways and guys going fast and slow and so on and so forth. And then everybody kind of does their thing. Fortunately with the Cape, the black sea bass fish in that time of the year is, is pretty lights out. So we'll just kind of leapfrog down the coast. Um, you know, some guys that are, uh, that are savvy will go, um, you know, try to do a little tuna or something of that nature. If they got some go fast boats, 
but pretty much it's just a very relaxing, fun time out there. We'll fish till about uh, 12, 1 o'clock, and, you know, usually you're already limited out by then, um, and guys are pretty pretty sick of fishing. And, you know, like Brian said, we'll, a lot of times we'll go and take a little cruise down the river and just unwind and, you know, and, and, and chit-chat. Um, we usually take our veterans over to the vineyard for lunch um, and try to give them a treat. A lot of those guys have never been there, so we kind of flip-flop down the coast and go that way. And then at the end of the uh, fishing part, we go back to – uh, Hyannis Marina and go to a place called Trader Ed's and have a nice uh, right. dinner and banquet there where we do a lot of silent auctions and raffles and stuff. And that's how we support the event is, is through the silent auctions and raffles. Um, and that's how we pay for, pay for the event to, to, to go on. Um, so it's, it's a full weekend, you know, trip. And then the, 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 the veterans get to go back to the hotels after that. Um, so it's not like it's just, you come in, you meet the guy, you, you go fishing and, and you send them on their way with their, with their fillets. You're literally, you know, walking from them from Friday all the way till Sunday morning as you're packing them up and making sure they got ice on their cooler to go home, hopefully with their fish. So it's, it's a full weekend process. Um, and I think that's why guys get so tight with their, with their guests is because it, it, it extends that out so much that you get to spend so much time with the people. Gotcha. So now, will these guys that come in and take these veterans out on their own boat, will they come back year after year and have the same group of veterans with them? So no. So so like I said, Wounded Warrior Project um, assigns us the vets. Um, the the uh, event, the, the way they, they, they break it up is um, they send out a newsletter every week and it tells them what events are open to sign up for. Our event is one of the most popular events that they have in the Northeast and signs up or uh, fills up extremely quick, usually in a day or so. Um, so what they do is they determine on, you know, who needs to go, you know, who, who really could benefit from it from, from their perspective, um, as well as who hasn't gone to an event in a long time. Um, you know, they want to try to make sure that, you know, we, they mix as many people as possibly in. We want to try to give as many people a turn as possible. We do get some people that come back because some of the veterans love it so much. They look forward to it as well. So they try to get to, you know, to try to get to the event as well. Um, so that's kind of how, how the veterans take place from the wounded warrior project side. And then if it's a, a veteran is a returning veteran, um, which like I said, there's a handful every year. What I try to do is I try to assign them to a different boat. So if you guys, if a veteran was say on a 23 foot center console the first year, I'm going to put them on a 35 foot sport fish the next year, just to get a different feel, a different vibe. Um, the only issue there I have a lot of times is a lot of times the veteran says, geez, can you put me back with that captain? I went with last time. It's such a great time. I want to go back with them again. So then I'll go back to the captain, make sure it's okay with them. And usually that's the way it is. They want to go back with the same guy. Um, Cause like I said, they've, they've met, you know, those guys have relationships as well. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Uh, being a captain and having done, you know, charters and all sorts of other activities out on the water in, in a variety of different industries as well, um, you know, being on a boat with someone else, you really start to build this reputation with them and, uh, you know, a really quality relationship that I think is unlike any other, you know, and I think a boat really kind of facilitates that. And I actually taught people how to drive boats. And which was an awesome experience. But what it really did was kind of break down the walls, like you said, 
and be able to build a relationship that you guys will have, you know, people coming back from year after year. And it really speaks to the event that you guys are doing. I mean, because it's a huge component here. You know, you got to have that relationship and, you know, stay in touch with these guys and, and build this community and not just within, within the vets, but also the community of people that are putting this on. So, you know, it's obviously that you guys are the face to Operation Real Heroes, but there's a whole other side of this where you really try and involve the entire community in and around Cape Cod and on Long Island. I mean, you guys set up an amazing raffle. You get companies like Goose Hummocks, um, Crafty One Customs involved, a whole bunch of other companies that, you know, I, I'd have to... I'd have to print out like a two-page list of all the great ones that have, you know, helped you guys out. But, you know, Pat, if you wouldn't mind speaking to what you're doing down on Long Island, and then, you know, I think that's really a, a special moment because Arthur and Brian have already have already done this in, on, on the Cape, right? It started in 2015. So you kind of got thrown into the fire, and it was almost as if, all right, if you want to start this in Long, Long Island, then you got to go for it. So it's kind of replicating what they've done, but in your own way. And unfortunately, you have Summer, your girlfriend, who's who's been helping you guys out. But really, it's just you two. So, you know, kind of bootstrapping it down Long Island. How does all this play out? It's an awesome experience for both of us to get involved from ground level. But obviously, Arthur and Brian have built up their relationships. And like we touched upon earlier with different captains reaching out to different people in order to get the next guy involved. It's sort of similar on the, on the sponsor basis, right? So you find one business that wants to get involved, their friends or in-laws or cousins or whoever also in a business and they also want to get involved. So that's super helpful for us. We were able to tap into a large portion of the same sponsors that they utilize, but we also wanted to do something different with some more of the local crowd. So they've got Cape Cod local tackle shops and whatnot who are involved with it in the Bass River area. And I wanted to tap in some of the local businesses here in Huntington on Long Island where we operate and then in the surrounding townships. Um, so I am a marine engineer for, for a living. I'm home for seven weeks at a time and gone for seven weeks at a time. So when I am home, it affords me the opportunity to basically do what you said, boots on the ground and go door to door. So I print out a bunch of flyers that have our logo on it, a little spiel about what we do and what we're planning to do. Obviously, Year one, it was difficult to get people involved with it because I always would have to reference back to Cape Cod. You know, this is what we do on Cape Cod. We're going to try and do it here. But now that we've done an event down here on Long Island, it was super successful and we have all the captains wanting to come back and spread the word. I think in the future, it'll be a lot easier. And the boots on the ground side of things is just explaining to the local business owners basically what they're going to help do and whatever they can give, whether it be a $50 gift card to the local restaurant or the local real estate agent. Um, donating little fish rulers to put in the captain's bag or the local um, hardware store donating koozies or, or a Yeti for our silent auction or our raffle. Cause that's sort of how we fund the event. Like Arthur touched upon everything that we get, we give back to the event. We, we're not taking a dollar in our own pockets for any of that. If, if somebody comes and donates a bunch of, you know, Yeti buckets, great. We'll use those as our captain's uh, captain's bags and we'll stuff those with books and koozies and, whatever and give them to the captains if somebody comes in like we had a, a entomans donut and pastry um distributor come in last year and donated a bunch of entomans so the morning of every veteran walked down to the boat with a box of donuts a thing of little pastries and it kind of added a nice flair for the event for us to get involved in that in that side of things and just it's those little touches that we like to try and add in along the way but to get back to your main question yeah it, it was fun to try and get from the ground level and 
build it back up. And I give a lot of credit to Arthur and Brian for what they've been able to do on Cape Cod and bring it to where they've been able to bring it in such a quick amount, such a quick amount of time. You know, this is, I don't want to say it's in its infancy stages anymore because it's not. This, now we're five, six years into this. Um, Long Island was able to experience our first in 2019. Last year we were COVIDed out, but hopefully we'll be able to, able to get something going this year. And if not, definitely in 2022. And and everybody seems to be coming back. So hopefully we'll be able to tap into that captain's pool again. The out, you know, it was an overwhelming, you know, desire to get involved uh, again the following year. We had every captain personally reach back out to me and said, I'm in. You're doing this again. We're, we're there. Absolutely. And then, of course, they've got five. Everybody's got five buddies. So now our budding list from 16 boats when we've probably had 35 requests to get involved in fishing clubs and this and that. And we're just trying to take, I don't know, I want to say smaller steps in order to provide the best event that we can for these guys, we can explode and make it huge, but at the same token of time, what's the quality on an event like that. So I think we want to have uh, a growth trajectory that produces an event. That's still the quality that we have in the stages that we're at now while continuing to grow in a reason at a reasonable rate. So, and you know, it's kind of cool that, you know, what you mentioned there for just a second is you started with a small pool of guys and, group of captains who they had friends, they had boats, they wanted to get this thing done and they wanted to, you know, see it grow just as you did. But, um, you know, having this quality group of guys that you trust, it really speaks to the experiences that you guys are, you know, providing for these vets. And it's funny how things kind of grow organically. And I tend to believe that the best things grow organically, right? And you start with a small group of guys and those five guys tell their friends and then their friends are telling their friends. And you have this collection of really, really high quality people that are just there to help and they want to see it grow. And I think that's, you know, what really creates a great event is, is really the people behind it. And, you know, that speaks volumes to what you guys are doing. And I'd be willing to believe that, you know, a lot of these guys have a direct connection to a veteran in their life, whether it be a family member, a friend, um, or an acquaintance. And I can imagine that'd be an added bonus to, you know, the, uh, the thrive that kind of goes between these guys, right. And having that connection being made between a captain and crew, has there been any situation that kind of sticks out between, you know, a captain and crew member, whether it be a mate, a captain, someone that was just helping with a veteran that, uh, you know, really took that next step. Maybe it was catching a massive tuna or, you know, even something like a scup, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter what fish you're catching. It's it's really the the relationship that's being forged between the captain and, and the veteran, you know, that day. So having that quality person really, you know, kind of makes or breaks this this event. So has there been that that situation that you've kind of noted or or any comment as to what that means for you guys? I think every captain and captain and mate combo provides something different for um, the veteran and the guests that they're able to have on their boat. So what we try and do behind the scenes is pair veterans and who they're bringing with the guest to the boat that we're going to put them on. So there's some behind the scenes work that goes into that prior in order to make sure people line up. So for instance, if we know that there's going to be a gentleman who has his 18 year old son or 15 year old son as his mate, we're going to try and line up the veteran who might be bringing their 15 year old daughter or son to the event um, in order to sort of best pair each individual. So I give a lot of credit to the captains and mates. Everybody uses their own little fling to make it special um, in their sense of the, the way. And I think, you know, the guys in Cape Cod who have the fortune of running offshore and catching a giant tuna, obviously it's a huge allure when 
at the captain's banquet, that guy shows up with a bunch of bluefin steaks and tosses them all on the grill for everybody. That's an interesting, you know, flair. But the guys who just go scut fishing on the tire reef a mile offshore and still have a grand old time, I think that's important too. And I think the relationships that are built within the captain community and captain to mate community is incredible. Um, I knew many of the captains who were involved with Long Island on the um, in the inaugural year in 2019. I've now become very good friends with many of them who earlier I would have just known from a friend of a friend. Um, you know, I've, I've got this friend now, Sean, who was involved with it. He runs a charter boat in Huntington as a, as a side gig. We've now become extremely good friends. We, you know, my girlfriend laughs, so we text each other so often. Um, and they, he provided an awesome opportunity for his guests. And, uh, you know, uh, and many of our captains have done that and built relationships within the captain community, within the mate community. You know, guys are now fishing on other people's boats recreationally outside of the event and are willing to help each other down the line to catch more fish just having fun throughout the rest of the summer because like arthur said it kicks off the season so it's a good note for everybody a good way to you know get everybody's boat in the water have a blast of a weekend and then enjoy the rest of the summer with further relationships down the line um, but the relationships that they build is incredible 100 percent. and you know have you guys experienced that have you guys experienced a a captain and a veteran being you know going further than just Operation Real Heroes, right? This relationship that gets forged at Operation Real Heroes, um, but going beyond that, right? And having maybe a friendship or, you know, you guys have mentioned that you've gone to some guys' weddings, you know? That's that's really what speaks volumes of, of what you guys are doing. And at the end of the day, you know, you're catching fish, right? But it's really way more, you know? And, and, and you know, it's simple, it's fun, and, you know, it's a recreational sport, you know, but who knew it could lead to something so powerful for these guys and, you know, heal them into becoming a better person at the end of the day. Uh, Another uh, group that we took out was a a husband and wife, um, and they uh, have been out with us once or twice. Once again, they ended up buying a boat. They actually brought people out the last two years as well. They're both veterans, um, and they've become close with us. I, that, was, that was the wedding that I actually attended at the uh, Coast Guard station in Boston. Um, and they, uh, you know, they, you know, we're, I think it, like Patrick said, I think the captains and the mates become, you know, bonded with these people regardless. Uh, but you, they've also, you also do a lot of things outside of real heroes with some of these people as well. Um, you know, between weddings, um, you know, some of these other veterans that we've met over the years have other organizations that they run. Um, one of our, one of our people that that's been with us for a while, Greg Fowle, he runs an organization called heroes on the water where he does kayaking on the water. So we try to give back a little bit on that. We actually did an event back out here in Western mass a couple of years ago to, to try to help him do that. Um, so you become, you know, in, in a roundabout way, it, it, like I said, it's, it becomes a family type of a deal where you're, 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 you're bringing them in, you're opening your arms up um, and, and you're, you're becoming one with all of them and, and helping them, you know, all achieve the same kind of a goal that we're, that we're all set out to do. You know, so what's kind of this next step for the future of Operation Real Heroes? You know, you see this guy, Pat, who is, you know, just become an incredible person, an asset to Operation Real Heroes um, down in Long Island, spreading it down the East Coast. Do you think that's an indication of what's to come for Operation Real Heroes? I mean, will you have something maybe up in Maine or, or New Hampshire or even, you know, in Narragansett Bay? You know, I mean, you know, for, for the Cape, you know, we're doing kind of our thing up there. And, you know, Patrick took the ball and ran with it with Summer. 
um, down there. And, you know, it'd be nice to see somebody else, like you said, do it in Narragansett Bay or, 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 you know, more down South or up North, um, you know, so that's kind of probably the goal is to get more people involved, more people to, to, to take the ball and run with it. Um, it becomes a little bit more of a challenge for all of us because obviously we're not in that area. And, you know, unfortunately we only have time on our hands as well. Um, but if somebody else wanted to, like you said, do something in Narragansett Bay or, or a different area, we would be fully behind it and we'd, you know, support them as much as we can and, and try to, uh, you know, give them as much guidance as we can and, and try to run the events just the same way that we kind of run them in Long Island and Cape Cod. Well, what you guys are doing is incredible. It's an unbelievable event. It's an unbelievable organization. Um, I'm just, you know, really stoked to be able to kind of tell this story and, and help share it with uh, someone else who might either, you know, might be in need of some some healing, uh, whether it be physical or mental, but also just getting people to get involved and donate, you know, and it speaks volumes to who you guys are, right? You know, Arthur, Brian, and Pat, you guys, this is not your full-time job, right? This is something that you guys do on the side and you have full-time jobs on outside of this, but this really is a full-time gig, you know, at times. So, you know, I got to imagine that you guys have learned a lot just through this whole process. And I was wondering if there was anything that kind of stuck out to you guys and maybe something that you've gained working with these wounded veterans and, and, just being around them, you know, they're amazing guys. They're, they have great stories and, you know, there's a lot of life lessons kind of wedged in there. So I was wondering if anything kind of stuck out to you and, and maybe like a big takeaway. For me personally, um, when I first started this and we started, we got hooked up with Wound Warrior Project. Um, I thought a lot of our, 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 the people that we were going to take out, um, would actually have more of a physical injury. And what we found over the years is um, the physical injuries are just as important as the mental injuries. And after talking to the veterans and hearing from their stories and their experiences, that was probably my biggest takeaway from the whole thing was not realizing and comprehending what they've actually emotionally gone through and how it affects them in the day to day when they came back, um, back into the, to, into uh you know, into life. Um, so it's, it's difficult to, to sometimes hear and, and talk to them. Um, but when you break through to them, I think that's the, that, that's the key. And it is, it's, it's an, an extremely, um, emotional and, and, and encouraging stories that we do here. You know, it's interesting because I, I think a lot of people are under the same impression, right? It's this idea that you go to war and you sustain uh, more of a physical injury, but really there's a, a good mix between the two, you know, physical and mental, um, and hearing those stories, yeah, I can imagine they're, they gotta be tough to listen to. And, and, but at the same time, it really sheds a light on, you know, what these guys are going through. So, um, Brian, what's been your take on, you know, working with veterans and maybe something that you've taken away from it? Yeah, I think that, you know, we all hear terrible things go on in the world and what, what could, what goes wrong in our lives and of anything I've ever done, um, this shows the good in people, whether it's a veteran attending, a guest, a captain, a mate, our sponsors, right? You know, I've, and I've worked with sponsors for a lot of other things. And this event uh, is different. We don't treat them like sponsors. They're just kind of a part of the family. Um, you know, we'll have people donate out of their own pocket. We'll have people on the Cape or Long Island um, who are rushing to contribute to this. Um, to, you know, our, 
uh, retention rate for captains is you know 100 plus because they always you know bring a friend people um, want to do this which is the they, cool part they want to do this right and it, and it is work and we have to recognize that you know art puts in the most right and patrick and i help a lot a lot with summer um but i do it 10 times over right i mean this is the best thing i do um it it, it, it it's changed me as a person it's given me outstanding perspective um and it's just great to meet people who are better than you, right? These people served our country. Um, they'll do anything for us, right? If anything were ever to come up in our lives, I think we could call anyone uh, on the roster and they would help. That's the kind of people that we're working with. And it, um, every year it just incrementally increases and, it, and it's a joy to be a part of it, it really is. You know, there's something to be said about helping these guys out. And you know, you said it so perfectly. Like people want to do this, right? It's it's not like a burden. It's not one of those. Yeah, I'll I'll share a couple bucks or you know I'll throw you guys a hat. No, it's what do you guys need? It's super cool to have that support system, and I really feel as though the outdoor community is pretty unique when it comes to that and and helping veterans and and helping people. You know, everyone that is in the outdoor community participating, they all love being there. You know, whether it's hiking, it's fishing, you know, they're, they're into it. It's a real connection between those two individuals. And I think, and you know, I don't know if Woody Warrior would say this, but I will. Uh, it's, it's that type of environment that separates this event from other things that they do and other veterans participate in. You know, Patrick, in you know, a reference to Entman's Donuts, um, you know, on the tape, you know, Goose Hummock has been very good to us and they'll just drop off hats. Like, here's 50 hats for the veterans. You know, Riverview Bait and Tackle, just, you know, give us stuff like, you know, uh, Art and I kind of hustle to get some sponsors, but then people just come out of the woodwork and say, please let me be a part of this. Um, that's a telltale sign of that. You know, this, this is something uh, sustainable and something that uh, is going to continue forever. Yeah. Well, it definitely tells you that you're doing something right, you know, because uh, people are coming to you and being like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, take this. We, we want you to have it. That must be a pretty cool feeling and a, you know, even better feeling to be able to give that to a vet who, uh, you know, who, who could really use it. And, um, Pat, you know, you being down in long Island, having this new, you know, venture going about it, you know, what is your kind of, you know, take on everything here with operation real heroes? Oh, I think it's, it's not, that's a, it's an incredible event to start with. And Arthur and Brian have cultivated something incredible up there. And Summer and I are just, enthralled uh, and thrilled to be taking it to the next level and adding another event down here and affecting more people on the veteran pool in a different area you know geographically typically the cape cod event pulls from you know the vermont massachusetts new hampshire rhode island area and we've been able to kind of pull from that new york connecticut new jersey area and we've had people travel as far as seven or eight hours down to the event from the veteran side of things and um you know to hear somebody who lives near uzac in rhode island wanting to trailer their boat however many miles it is out to Cape Cod in June traffic to be a part of this event really speaks volumes, I think, to what has been able to be put on here and what kind of has blossomed from it. And we've had people reach out to us down here in Long Island who haven't even participated in the event yet who are saying, listen, I want to bring my boat up from Jersey and I'm friends with X, Y, or Z, you know, fishing team and I want to get them involved. You know, how do I get them involved? And these are people who only through word of mouth or seeing what we've done on social media have this fire in their belly to get involved with it. And I think that's really what we're looking to do. And this doesn't need to be the biggest and 
most crazy thing and you know be all over the world but if we can affect those who are close to us and have given so much back to our country then that's really what we're looking forward to um you know none of the three of us are veterans ourselves so this is our way of giving back to those who have served our country and done so much good for us absolutely yeah you know i haven't served either and in every opportunity whether it's you know getting a veteran lunch or you know just the simple go up and you know shake their hand and say thank you for your service i think there's a real big importance to you know give back to these guys you know and and that's my form of service right so even though i haven't served you know i try and serve the community around me and you know in some ways you know indirectly serve the country as best as possible but you know i think everyone has to do their part right like we need guys like you we need guys that are helping veterans and we need veterans to, you know, serve and, and be veterans as well. So at the end of the day, I really think it comes full circle, you know, and it's been a real pleasure being able to talk and chat with you guys about Operation Real Heroes. And, you know, first and foremost, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you for everything that you guys are doing and taking the time out of, you know, your day, your summer and, and your time off to provide these resources for these guys to get out there and, and enjoy fishing, you know, and have this active therapy out in the water. I think it's, you know, fantastic. I really can't say enough about it. So thank you guys for being on the show. And uh, before we go, you know, I will like to say, you know, where, where can people uh, find you? You know, where can they find you? Where can they donate? How can they become a sponsor? If you want to get involved in Operation Real Heroes, what can you do? So uh, online, uh, operationrealheroes.com, Brian does an excellent job with, uh, setting up the website and uh, keeping it updated and whatnot. So you can find all the news and all the information there. Um, there's links on there for how to get involved, how to uh, become sponsors, so on and so forth for Cape Cod as well as Long Island. And I just want to, you know, we have to acknowledge that, you know, our sponsors and participation have been beyond fantastic. Um, but coming back after COVID is going to be a challenge. Um, for any sponsors that we can get to help, is truly going to be more needed than ever, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so we're, it's a little uphill battle to get this back on track and, you know, to be better than ever, right? I mean, Patrick and AJ are the two best people that, to run this, right? I'll be the first to make fun of them and to mock them. But, but really, I mean, the, the two of these guys to come is, you know, some sign from the universe or something. Um, so it's really just been a pleasure to kind of be a part of the ride with them. Um, so any support we can get to, to, to keep these events going is, uh, is well needed. We also have the Instagram page, which we're trying to get up and rolling at Operation Real Heroes, and that encompasses both the Cape Cod event and the Long Island event. So it's just kind of a cool way to put a blast in front of everybody's eyes on social media um, throughout the year leading up to the events. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being on the show and taking the time to chat. Hopefully this summer we'll be able to, you know, hook up with each other and, and go do some fishing. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Along the Keel. It was a real pleasure being able to talk with Brian, Arthur, and Patrick and just to learn more about, you know, how it got started, what they're doing, and, you know, more importantly, how they're helping veterans. I mean, some of the stories about how Arthur got to go to their wedding and, you know, some of these guys are really connecting with one another. And it's just, you know, it, it lets you know that there's some really great people out there doing something for someone else. And it's a, it's a selfless act, right? 
Brian, Arthur, and Patrick are all, you know, they all have full-time jobs. This is something that they love to do, that they, you know, gear up for, you know, all winter for that one weekend in the summer to make a great experience out on the water for, a, you know, a great group of people. So with that, guys, I just want to thank you for your service and serving those who have served us. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the show. Please stick around for next week's episode featuring Gotbag, a company that is taking ocean plastics and making them into backpacks. And with a little bit of a twist, but I'm going to have to let you hang in for that one. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review. Write, write something nice if you want to. That always means a lot for us and the crew here at Along the Keel. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Check us out there. There's always some content going up. And if you want, sign up for our newsletter at alongthekeel.com. As always, remember to work hard, do good, be incredible, and have an awesome day.